0: just got out of counseling for all that a lot of long three too hard rebound Tijon Lucas has it four seconds three two lay it up got it game over oh and the Illini escape 64 57 Illinois over Austin Peay as the two good friends meet at midcourt now they play very similar styles and the Illini had just enough to push themselves across the finish line.
1: Wake up, Tim. It's time to start. What's that say? <laughs> <laughs> Talk to the audience. <laughs> Here we go! Welcome in, everybody. Illinois survives. They beat Austin P 64-57. Fasters, etc. post-game show coming up, but first our rapid reaction brought to you by Kozet Asset Management and Stocks Office. Furniture. Not exactly a work of art to hang on the walls this ball game that featured a lot of turnovers, defensive struggle. Nobody really got in rhythm, but Illinois won ugly tonight. Well, Brad Underwood's comments on
2: the postgame interview with Brian and with uh, with Doug really were kind of an eye opener for me because I was specifically watching for these guys' effort and energy tonight. And I thought for the most part, it was there. It's just Austin P is a really good defensive team, and they really slog this game down. But if you listen to what Coach Underwood says, and you know he's with, the, he's with them in the locker room, so you know, I'm going to take him at his word, there's still an effort and energy problem with this team. and we're a fourth of the way through the season. And to hear the coach say
1: that, uh, quite frankly is a little concerning. Look, this is something we were talking about all the time the last couple of years under John Gross. And it's not not to bash John Gross, but to just think there's something with the culture of how the team has played over the last few years, that there's some residue where guys just don't get up, aren't up and ready to play all the time. But I, I agree with you, too. I think some of it was what Austin P was scheming at and kind of denying the opportunity for Illinois to ever really get in its offense in a clean way. But bottom line is Illinois wins, and uh, they improve now to 7-3 and three on the season, and a very tough UNLV team is on the horizon. We want to hear from you. The Fasteners, etc. Post postgame show is next. Call us at PNC Bank phone line 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. You can tweet at us with the hashtag PNC Illini. We get it going after this. Let's get it going,
0: Ed. The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations.
3: Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC bank phone line 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show with your hosts Scott Beatty. And Tim Dittman.
0: To Finky, back to Tijon. Austin P. in a man to man driving down the lane. Here's Lucas across the paint to Finky. Head fake, up, put it up and in. Counted and he's fouled.
1: Michael Finky with a strong game tonight, bouncing back to lead the Illini with 17 points, at eight rebounds. And Illinois wins over Austin P. 64 to 57. Last time these two teams played, it was a 41-point blowout win for Illinois back in November of 2014. But not so this time around as the Illini continue to kind of struggle a little bit with Ohio Valley teams. Lost to EIU in their uh, exhibition opener, and uh, who's the other one? they Tennessee Martin, mm-hmm. which, uh, yeah, that wasn't uh, a runaway. And now Austin P. Maybe it's the o- maybe it's
2: the OVC. Well, I'm glad you played that Michael Finke highlight because it was really the Illinois Bigs that saved this ball game for for their team down the stretch. I mean, Michael Finke finished with 17. Uh, LeRon Black finishes with 16. Kipper Nichols finishes with seven points. Uh, again, it goes back to you know the one thing that Austin P. hangs their hat on is their stifling defense, and it really made Illinois guards ineffective tonight. And luckily, the Illini will, were able to,
1: to uh, capitalize uh, in the paint and sneak away with a victory. 618 texture says, can you recap the first half? I fell asleep at the State Farm Center and didn't wake up until the last 10 minutes. You weren't alone. No, whatever, whatever you were dreaming was better. It was just a bad basketball game. It was just slow, and it was fouls and turnovers. I mean, and- that,
2: that first half was shades of the thirty 38- eight 33-Illinois-Penn uh, State game from yep. several years yeah.
1: ago. And that was being uh, talked about on Press Row. You're not the only one that uh, was thinking that way. Uh, let's see, a 309 texture on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. That Illinois team is terrible. They will lose to Las Vegas, Nevada by 20. They have Brandon McCoy, a 7-footer. He's from Chicago, freshman, averaging 20 points. Yeah, he will be a handful. Uh, and let's see, Brian in Nebraska, Ugly game. couple of thoughts. Too weak and hesitant with the ball, especially Tijon Lucas. Trent Frazier was our best point guard tonight. Austin Peace, point guard. Ivory was the best on the floor, though. The thing about these players is they can make one great play, uh, a great play, one second, and then they turn around and do something really stupid, all of them. We are a really low basketball IQ team. Underwood really seems to be struggling to get the gross, uh, John Gross that is, out of these guys and get them fired up uh, to play. I don't know that was on John Gross. I, I mean – Underwood talked about it that at some point you've got to find it within yourself, and I don't know why there is sort of this sluggishness about certain games. They actually started okay, but then it it was the middle of the first half that went bad, and there was a 10-0 run by Austin P and Lauren Daypoint. I just moving the 10 the 10 0 run around in mm-hmm. the in the game. It's happening somewhere. Every team's going to go on their runs, but uh, man, oh man, just it'd be nice to just kind of run away with one and kind of flush the Missouri loss out of your system.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite possible that this team, you know, doesn't know their potential yet, and, and you know, they think they're playing up to their potential right now, but in reality their coach is trying to get more out of them. You know, it could be off-the-court stuff that, that we don't even know about. You know, we are approaching finals. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guys. You know, we're in kind of the doldrums of the year, finals and – holiday season, etc., etc., And, you know, it's a team that Illinois was favored against. Uh, so, you know, it, it's quite possible that, you know, guys didn't get up for this one as much as they would a Missouri or a Power 5 team or something like that. But, um, again, I mean, if Brad, if Brad Underwood can't motivate these guys, I don't know who can because, like you said, Scott, it's one thing to yell and scream like John Gross did. It's another thing to yell and scream when it's called for and then – kind of be calm and reserved when it's called for. And I think that's what Brad Underwood does. And quite frankly, I really like his leadership style. I think, you know, I don't, you'll, you'll see him flustered, but I don't think internally he's ever really flustered. I don't, I, I can't see Brad Underwood, you know, late in a game with a game on the line thinking, oh gosh, what am I going to do on this next
1: play? I mean, he seems like a guy who knows what his next move is. Here's a texture, though, that t- has a different take on that. 270 texture says, a very gross-like performance tonight. $3 million a year for this. Mr. Underwood is a classic bully who has beat down some of the players so far they may not recover. I 100% disagree with that, but uh, at the same time, I would never respond well to that style of coaching because that's just my personality. Um, and But I don't think there's a reason I was not a Division One athlete Aside from physical aptitude, I mean, I think good athletes sort of respond to that kind of challenge and in-your-face type of of style.
2: Well, I mean, there's certainly a a line, and thanks thanks for the text. It's an interesting perspective. There's certainly a line that no coach should cross, Um, and, you know, we're not in the locker room, uh, so we don't know if that, you know, line is being crossed, and again, I have no evidence that it is, so I'm not trying to lob out accusations here, but... Yes, God, I agree with you. I mean, if you're a Division One athlete, I mean, this isn't, you know, JV middle school basketball. You're going to be pushed. You're going to be pushed probably harder than you've ever been pushed before. And you can either respond and try to improve yourself and benefit your team, or you can lag behind. And if you lag behind,
1: Brad Underwood has, has made it known that, hey, you're going to ride the bench. And I think you have... Some permission to do that, not just because you're the coach, but when you earn trust with your players and my sense is from being around the team and in the access that I that I get is that that trust is there, that they want to perform for him, not out of fear, but out of trust and respect. And uh, yeah, he's going to get in your face, but you need that as well. So I think that's a good thing. Overall, all right. First up on the PNC Bank phone line, which is three five six nine three nine seven. He says, "Is uh, as soon as I find it." Here we go. It's Bill and Rand Tool. Hey, Bill.
4: Hey, how you doing, guys?
1: Do well. Uh, usually,
4: up? I I kind of cringe when I hear the uh, the, the pregame uh, hype because usually it's people come in and you know maybe they're from the Big Ten but they've studied this game probably you know a few hours. But tonight, they're exactly right. They were talking about that both coaches coming from the coaching tree. And their uh, defenses are so similar. They uh, pressure the ball and they overplay the passing lanes. So I think, you are know, like, what if we know what other teams do to us to beat mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. what we should do. And I think two of the things you can do is clear out and let your uh, the guy at the ball try to take it to the hole. Uh, of yeah. course, our guys are freshmen. They're not as young. Or you can try to do, uh, set screens on the perimeter and back cut to uh, beat the overpressure. But, like I say, it's just hard to play. It's kind of, It was kind of like uh, they were talking about. It. it was kind of like a intramural scrimmage. You know, you're playing yourself a lot. It's hard to look good when you're playing yourself no. sometimes. But I think there was a lot of truth that
1: night. Yeah, I think you're right. Bill, appreciate the phone call. Good thoughts. Thank you. Brian and Champagne text, let's just take the W and never speak of this night again. Show
2: (laughs) over. Well, we're not going
1: anywhere. we got another 45 (laughs) minutes left in us, but I see your point. Let's get a first check of the body and soul scoreboard, Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. A night of upsets. Tim Dibbon. And we'll start in the Big
2: Ten, the only other game involving a Big Ten team tonight. Temple beats Wisconsin of 59-55. Wisconsin now four and six on the season. Ethan Happ finishes twenty three and six for the uh, Badgers in the top twenty five. Loyola Chicago, yes, I'm going to read this to you accurately. Beats number five Florida, sixty five to fifty nine. But wait, there's more. In a game that went final just a few minutes ago, Washington gives Kansas their first loss, seventy four to sixty five. Is that final? North Carolina, number 11 in the country, had no problem with Western Carolina tonight, 104-61. to And Xavier beats Kent State,
1: 96-70. Scott? Sid is a wise man. He says, let's not panic. Look at some of the scores tonight from around the NCAA. It's the classic trap game time of the year. Well said, Sid, on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Perhaps we will say something well as well, but we'd rather you do that. So join us on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show.
3: You're listening to the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Rebound tapped out of there by Nichols. On the break, three on
0: one. Kipper with a layup. it. Rebound inside. Finky put it up and in. Finky with eight. And now the Illini steal the inbounds in the backcourt with full court pressure. Lucas to Allstork. Layup. Missed it. Foul on the way in.
1: Some of the action tonight as Illinois beats Austin P. 64 to 57. Thanks to Evan Kahn, producer, engineer, and highlight coordinator tonight as well. It's the Fasteners, etc. post game show. We're lit up on the phones. Let's go to Matt. in. If I Okay, there we go. Matt Neffingham, you're up. Hey, yeah.
5: I just want to say it's a win. Uh, it's a must to win after three losses in a row. 64-57. You look at Kipper Nichols, uh, you know, seven rebounds, seven points, two uh, two steals, no assists, but it's a win. I mean, it's not pretty, but it's what you have to have this non-conference schedule. It, it, it could be brutal, but... Illinois got the to win tonight. It's
1: Muck need to win and go it. Yeah, overall, it's a W. You take it and, and you go home, and maybe you feel like it's a little bit of a balance after some good efforts in the last couple of ball games, and they come out on the losing end. I got to say, though, 25 turnovers for Illinois compared to 21 made field goals. Usually, when you commit more turnovers than made baskets, you're not going to have a W.
2: Yeah, I mean, Illinois ended up shooting you know 53 baskets tonight. They went 21 of 53 from the line. Uh, or from the field, excuse me, 39% shooting. So they were getting their shots. It's just they weren't getting any rhythm offensively because, again, I'll keep going back to it an over and over. I will tip my cap to the Austin P defense. They really got in the Illini's breadbasket tonight. Brian's up in Mattoon. Hi, Brian.
5: Uh, yes, how are you guys?
1: We're doing Hi, fine. Go so ahead. I-
5: Go ahead. All right. I was uh, the last guy that just called. He he said something about Kipper Nichols' stats, and I just I, I missed it on the post game. Did Underwood say anything about why he his minutes were reduced tonight? Because I thought he was playing fairly well when he was in there.
1: I didn't hear. I didn't catch anything about it. Um, I mean, he's he, he
5: only probably played
1: nineteen minutes.
5: Fifteen minutes.
2: Yeah, 19.
1: he he played nineteen it
2: minutes. Like it was less. He's actually averaging.
5: less, but. I thought he should play more, probably, but anyway, that's my viewpoint.
2: Well, he's averaging 18 minutes a ball game, so it was right around what he has been playing.
5: Don't you guys feel like he could play a little bit more than that, or or no?
1: Mm, hard to tell. I mean, I he's think he's been a little streaky this year. Th- there's, I think there's.
5: I just feel like the offense goes better when he's on the floor. I just he he rebound. He's the only guy really offensive rebounding, you know, and getting putbacks and. I just think he brings a lot to the table. So, Thanks for your – Anyway, thanks.
1: Appreciate it. And the PNC Bank fan line is 356-9397. A 618 texture says, are Illinois guards quicker than guards of any other team? Also, I was promised that players would move without the ball. (laughs) They were moving without the ball. (laughs) I like that. It's like you're taking something back to the store. Uh, Excuse me, these guards are not quick enough. Also, I was promised off-ball movement. I'd (laughs) like to return this, please. My warranty clearly states (laughs) that there would be off-ball movement. (laughs) One Underwood return, please. I was told there would be cake. (laughs) (laughs) Benny says, congrats to Brad Underwood. I did not want to lose again to Austin Peay. People can't get the uh, 1987 loss out of their system. It was a tough one.
2: It was a tough one, and it obviously you know, kind of got the, the circus attached to it with the whole Dick Vitale thing. So people remember it for two reasons, one bad, the loss, and one kind of funny if, if you're a Dick Vitale fan. If you don't like Dick Vitale, then you probably are tired of hearing about it.
1: And Lauren and I were talking about it in pregame too. It was one of the first sort of big upsets in an NCAA tournament in terms of a real low seed beating a real high seed, although Austin P that year – was pretty good and maybe was seated too low but or too high numerically however you want to look at it you get my point uh but it still it still stays with people uh all right let's go to our pecan insurance beyond the expected play brought to you by pecan insurance this is how the alana got the lead for good illinois
0: could take the lead Five minutes left, tied at 50. Allstorch drives. Right wing Williams for the lead. And he got it. Yes! From the right wing for three. DeMonte, DeMonte Williams got the friendly bounce.
1: Two threes for the Illini tonight. That was one of them. Two of 13. Also, Austin P was two of 13. So it was a poor shooting night for both teams, but that one put the Illini ahead. They never lost the lead after that. And DeMonte Williams, who has a really smooth. Jump shot. I really like to watch him shoot. I hope he starts to heat up from his outside shooting. He got the start tonight, too. Our Pecan Insurance Beyond the Expected Play for beyond, beyond the Expected Coverage and Service. Contact an independent Pecan Insurance agent today. Visit pecaninsurance.com.
0: Looking inside for Black with a catch. LaRon looks like he wants to go to work. Drives on Ugba. Fade away jumper in the lane is good. And LaRon Black, seven and a half, 11 for the game.
1: Fasters, etc. Post-game show. Scott Beatty and Tim, Ditton, Tim Dittman with you. Sorry, Tim. I know your name. 64-57. The final. Illinois wins are now seven and three. Austin P. Now four and five. Next up, UNLV, and they've got a guy that's checks in at like 12 and a half feet tall. So it'll be a. You're gonna stay up for it. You're gonna watch it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I may DVR it in case uh, I start looking at the back of my eyelids. But that's not because I don't think it would be interesting to watch. It's just it's a late-night start. We will not have a Fasteners, etc. postgame show for the safety of all involved <laughs> because we won't be starting until, like, one thirty. but uh, you could still have your own show. Well, and, and we're, we're still going to
2: solicit your feedback. And In fact, I've got a blog that's going to go out on uh, news-gazette.com in the morning. Basically... Send us your voicemails. Send us your tweets. Send us your texts. Send us your Snapchats. Send us your whatever. I'll still be up, and I'm gonna compile them all, and we'll put them on the website uh, Sunday morning. So it'll be a web version, I guess, of the Fasteners et cetera post game show. So this will be fun. I'll be very interested to see how much feedback we get.
1: Pretty cool, and hopefully Illinois can make that trip worthwhile. It'd be a, a, a there's two sort of resume wins left. In the non-conference season, and that's UNLV, which I think has turned out to be a better team than people thought, and Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I th- if you can at least snatch one of those, I think that'd be really helpful and go five and one over this last s- six-game stretch. You need that going into the Big Ten because I don't. Well, the Big Ten's kind of up for grabs, but y- you know, there's points where this Illinois team looks like it'll be the worst team in the Big Ten. There's points where you say, well, look, it, they went toe to toe with Maryland and. They had a horrible start, but then figured it out and clamped down. But this is going to be the first, no, I'm sorry, the second true road game Illinois will be on that counts. Right. Because the Northwestern game was a road game, but half the stadium was Illinois fans. So it's hard to win on the road in college basketball, and this is going to be a tough test for Illinois. We look at our body and soul scoreboard. Round 45, Curtis Road in Savoy. What's
2: the latest, Tim? We'll go to the pros, one NBA game in progress. A couple minutes left to go until the half. Timberwolves lead the Clippers 58 45. Finals tonight from the NBA. Cavs beat the Kings 101 to 95. LeBron goes for 32 and 11. Pacers beat the Bulls 98 to 96 over an Indy Bulls now 3 and twenty on the season. Victor Oladipo. Taking for lottery picks. <laughs> Victor Oladipo, 28 points or 27 points and eight rebounds for the Pacers. In overtime, Magic beat the Hawks 110 to 106. Celtics over the Fighting Mark Cubans, aka the Mavericks, 97 to 90. Knicks beat the Grizzlies 99 to 88. Warriors over the Hornets 101 to 87. Kevin Durant goes for 35 and 11, triple double actually, 35 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Kimball Walker gets 24 points in a losing effort. Bucks beat the Pistons 104 to 100. Pelicans fly all over the Nuggets 123 to 114. Spurs beat the Heat 117 to 105. Brandon Paul plays 6 minutes and he gets 2 points on 1 of 3 shooting and he
1: also had 1 assist in the ball game. Scott Thanks much, Tim. Thanks to our friends at Body and Soul Sports. We have more coming up. Our keys to the game as Illinois beats Austin P.
3: It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-9397. Five three five seven. Illinois beats
1: Austin P tonight, sixty-four to fifty-seven. Welcome back, everybody. Scott Beatty and Tim Dittman. Glad you are along. Feel free to chime in. Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line says, Austin P, this is CJ says, Austin P must be wondering how they let this one slip away. They <laughs> get they brought a lot. Hey, maybe they'll make some noise in the OVC if they play with that kind of energy. They, they really got after it. Let's look at our keys to the game in this one, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank, invested, also brought to you by the Pella Window Store.
2: Well, uh, this will be the last time I'll talk about it, but it was really the theme of the game for me, and that was Austin P's defense. Coming into this ballgame, Austin P. opponents were averaging about 68 points a ballgame. Illinois got 64, so that was right in that range. And opponents, Austin P. opponents, averaging about 21 turnovers a game. Illinois had 25, so that was about in that range as well. And as a caller astutely pointed out, uh, they got in the passing lanes. They weren't. Uh, Illinois was just not really able to run a whole lot of set plays, and you would think uh, that, and again, the caller pointed this out. I'll give, I can't remember his name, but I'll give him the credit for making the point, not me, that, you know, maybe Illinois goes one-on-one and goes to the hole and tries to draw a foul or, uh, maybe some screens on the perimeter, that sort of thing. I, I agree with the caller there. I would have liked to have seen some of that, but at the end of the day, you get out here with a win. Uh, the second thing I was keeping an eye on and you know, Coach Underwood talked about it post game was just in general the team's effort and energy. But I was looking specifically at Mark Smith because Coach Underwood talked about Mark Smith after last game and basically said, yeah, he may be getting a little passive, a little a little tentative. And so I was looking to see what his body language would be tonight, especially. Uh, because of the fact that he got bumped out of the starting lineup, and different players will respond to that in different ways. Uh, I thought Mark, you know, did a decent job. I mean, his, his stats might not bear it out. He finished with just four points, one of six shooting. But I thought his body language was good. I remember one point in the first half, uh, it was a real ticky-tack foul. Uh, that he got called for and then he got taken out of the game and I watched him on the bench and he was you know he was still talking to his guys he was not sulking so that's really good to see from a freshman uh, uh, but again to, to go back to what I said at the start of the show you know I, I thought the effort and energy was there I just thought it was a really sluggish game on both sides but Brad Underwood is seeing something out of his guys or I guess a, a, a lack of something out of his guys that you know they're just they're just not getting up for games the way they should be and and that's got to get turned around fast. Otherwise, I mean, you're looking at UNLV, you know, Longwood, you think you'd be favored there. New Mexico State, I think, is going to be tough. And then, obviously, Missouri would be tough. Grand Canyon, you'll be favored again. So, I mean, you're looking at three of the next five games that are going to be, I think, pretty darn tough for Illinois. And if you're not getting up for games, you're going to be in big trouble. And then you go to Minnesota to start the Big Ten season, which I know they just lost recently. I can't remember to who. Uh, But Minnesota's playing very well this year. So, I mean, this team needs to get its act together. Otherwise, we're you know looking at a sort of a tread water type season. I I think
1: Mark Smith was uh, amongst the highest. He and Michael Finke both were plus ten and the plus minus, for what that's worth to you across 16 minutes of play. Despite the low uh, offensive numbers for Mark Smith, and you mentioned the schedule there. One thing is watch out for Grand Canyon. That could be a trap game. They're gonna they're better than. Uh, Better than you might think. Don't let the name on the jersey fool you, and that's a team that may be in the tournament before too long if it's not this year and the years to come. Tim Finke had it out there as well, by the way. Mikey's the game. uh, I agree with you 100%. Uh, Leron Black, to me, was was the difference tonight for Illinois. I mean, Michael Finke had a really good game, 17 points, 8 rebounds, but Leron Black is just becoming – very consistent down low, getting some good shots, and the I went to him a couple of times there late in the second half when they needed it, and he was kind of carrying the I through, and then they finally broke through on the DeMonte Williams three and had some key drives as well and got to the line. And only
2: one three-pointer shot by LaRon Black tonight, <laughs> which I
1: know a lot of fans are going to be happy about, even
2: though Brad Underwood said after the last game, I don't mind that he shoots threes, but there are a lot of fans out there who are saying, LaRon, why are you doing that?
1: Keys to the Game are brought to you by Pella Window Store for all your country and for all your window and door needs, that is. Visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com. Also brought to you by Hickory Point Bank.
0: with a catch and had it stripped and stolen away by John lucas he comes into the right front court left to what right in the home white bounce pass to black guarded by taylor Posts him up short jumper good Aron black see if we can get him going he's got six
1: they did get him going 16 points for him overall with four rebounds and five of nine shooting fasteners etc post game show the PNC Bank fan line is 356 and the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. Let's go to Steve in Peoria. Hey, Steve.
6: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. You know, um, the past couple days, I've been trying to figure out how long a nap I needed to take Saturday to take in the game and the, the call-in show afterwards, and then you guys break my heart tonight and tell me we won't be on late.
1: But you can still participate it's just in a different okay, way. Okay, we'll have
6: to figure that figure that out. You're gonna to to help me with that, then. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, you know, I was watching the game tonight, uh, uh, and I was struggling the whole time. And I, and I'm thinking, you know, why, why aren't our guys? You know, we're being overplayed. How can we don't go backdoor? You know, I've seen teams do it against us, and that's just basketball 101. And then um, I hear the coach talk after the game about. He mentioned it, and uh, he was saying, you know, of course that's that's part of it. The guys just wouldn't do it. He said that they're thinking too much. And uh, I mentioned last week that I thought, you know, Mark Smith was thinking the game too much instead of going out and playing it. So I guess it's uh, it's contagious, you know. So uh, it's it's you know a a new thing. Uh, These guys they'll they'll learn. It'll become second nature to them. So uh, uh, it it was good to hear the coach mention that, and that's what they practice, you know. And uh, I just want to say I do have some good news. Um, Zoe went and saw Santa Claus today, and I uh, asked her to ask him for 14 more wins this year. <laughs> and Santa said, Santa said, don't worry about it. It's a, it's a done deal. I'm like, all right. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Santa. And I want to leave you guys with this this wisdom tonight, okay?
1: I'm ready. I'd rather win
6: ugly than win pretty. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you next week.
1: All right. I think he means then lose pretty.
6: He's from oh, no, Peoria. No.
1: Go ahead, Steve. You're still there. Oh, we <laughs> lost Steve. <laughs> he, he, I think I know what he meant. Right. I'd rather win ugly than lose pretty. Stitch that on a pillow. There you go. <laughs> to Steve's point about the
2: backdoor cuts, you know, Brad Underwood's offense, uh, you know, is built around cuts, and you could There's a great YouTube video out there that if if you do a you know a YouTube search for Brad Underwood South Carolina, he did kind of a chalk talk. And, you know, he, he explained his style of offense really well. And, it, you know, it is predicated on kind of the four-out style, guys around the perimeter, big man in the high post, and then you look for the first cut. If it's there, take it. You look for the second cut. If it's there, you know, if the first one's not there, take the second one. So, you know, I, I don't want to give the impression that guys are just standing around doing nothing like they did under under, you know, John Gross and, to an extent, Bruce Weber, although he ran kind of a motion offense as well. Um, it's a simple offense but if you execute it correctly it works and there were a couple plays tonight where I thought Illinois and again they were it was few and far between when they were able to get into their offensive sets because of the Austin P defense but the times that they did I mean I remember one particular play where Michael Finke was wide open I'm talking Tyler Griffey wide open underneath the basket and laid it in and I just kind of I didn't clap because I was on press row, but in my mind, I clapped and I said, <laughs> I said, that's a thing. Thing can't stop
1: you from cheering in your head. I said, that was a thing of beauty right there. Why can't we see, you know, 10 more refills of that? Also, I was promised that players would move without the ball. <laughs> I'm sorry, your warranty is expired. I can give you store credit. <laughs> We're back to wrap it up in a moment. Final score tonight: Illinois 64, Austin P 57. It was a 50-50 ball game. Fairly late when Demonte Williams hit a three that hung on the rim for a moment before it finally settled through, and the Illini never lost the lead after that. But uh, it was a ball game where it was very much in question for much of it, and I was beginning to think if they lose, what are we going to, what are we going to be talking about here? Didn't even look close to the team that took Maryland into overtime. I think we. this is a 2-1-7 texture on the Castle Heaton-Cooling text line. I think we may have seen the high point of the season with 4.6 seconds left in the Maryland game. This game was reminiscent of a gross-like turning point in the season. Yeah, And we've, we've talked about this plenty now on the show, but there is an element of how Austin P played defense. Look, across college basketball tonight, you saw Florida, which was the number five team. They may have been overranked. They'd already lost to Florida State, but you saw them lose to Loyola. You saw Kansas lose in front of a home crowd at in Kansas City to Washington um last Lawrence. night. Lawrence. No, yeah. Uh, what's that? In Lawrence. No, I was in Kansas oh, City. was it? Yeah. My uh, apologies. Uh They were playing some sort of— The Jayhawk on the court fooled me. Exactly. That's why I'm at a home crowd. But it, the point is is they lost to a team ranked well below them. Last night, Notre Dame loses to Ball State. Right. It, I don't know that you can look at this one game and say this is how the rest of the season is going to go, but obviously it cannot go like it went tonight. Pretty much, I guarantee you, 99 times out of 100, you commit more turnovers than you do field goals made, you're going to lose a ball game. It just so happens on a night when you commit 25 turnovers, your opponents commit 24. I would like to see someone go up to Brad Underwood right now and say your team has peaked.
2: Let's see how that works out for
1: you. <laughs> Uh, Jeff says, how come you won't be on after the UNLV game here in Chicago area? We are allowed to be awake. It's the weekend. Uh, Come on, guys. Touche. You know what? If
2: you want to email me, I'll have a one-on-one conversation with you until the sun comes up. How about that?
1: Appreciate the loyalty, Jeff. We'll bring you post-game shows the rest of the way, though. Thanks to everybody who was involved with this tonight. Thanks to Evan Connor, producer, engineer. Thanks to Ed Bond, chief engineer, operations manager, is Jim Lewis, and I forgot a scoreboard, didn't I? I was starting to close up shop, and I was playing the scoreboard bed. So, this is, Jeff, this is why we're not having an overnight post show. It's not show. even 11 yet. There's just no way it ends well. <laughs> All right, body and slow scoreboard, and then we can go home. All right, Tim.
2: well, speaking of upcoming, we'll run that down for you. Fighting Illini women's basketball in action tomorrow against Indiana State. Scott has the call, 7 p.m. on the AM Side News Talk 1400. Fighting Illini Volleyball against Michigan State, 3 p.m. Friday or thereabouts. It could get pushed back a little later due to the match before it, but that is the third round of the NCAA tournament. We'll have it on the AM side with Dave Lone on the call, and we're just going to go ahead and assume Illinois is going to win that game, and then they will play either Penn State or Mizzou the following day, Saturday. That will be a 7 p.m. first serve on Newstalk 1400. That will roll right into Fighting Illini basketball coverage pregame with Scott, 11 p.m. tip against UNLV. Brian Barnhart has the call. On Sunday the 10th, Fighting Illini women at home against Detroit Mercy, 2 p.m. start on the AM side, News Talk 1400. Monday night, it's the Brad Underwood Show, 7 p.m. on both of these fine stations. And then Tuesday the 12th, it is our first high school basketball broadcast of the year. Rantoul at Centennial, roughly 7, 7.30 start depending on how the JV game goes. And Michael Kaiser and myself will be on the call there, and we're looking forward to another good season of high school broadcasts.
1: All right. That'll do it now for the Fasters, et cetera, post-game show. Thanks to everybody who called and texted and tweeted and most of all listened. Evan Kahn behind the scenes, our chief engineer, Ed Bond, operations manager, Jim Lewis, and general manager is Mike Hale. Tim Dittman, thanks much. We'll, we'll do it again soon. Always a pleasure. And I'm Scott Beatty. Have a pleasant night, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon for Fighting Illini Game Day. So long. The preceding
0: program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station.
6: Uh, That was gluten-free.